We're all the same. Everybody's got their lines they don't cross until things get messy. As far as I'm concerned, if you can make it through your day and still sleep at night, you're doing better than most. See, boys, everybody thinks they want freedom. But what they really want is order. And when they realize that, they're going to welcome us back with open arms. All those people, the ones who died, was it good for them? Look, if you're born on Mandalore, you believe one thing. If you're born on Alderaan, you believe something else. But guess what? Neither one of them exists anymore. Moff Gideon, you have something I want. You may think you have some idea what you are in possession of, but you do not. Soon, he will be back with me. He means more to me than you will ever know. Welcome to High Tea with Monsters, Rebel Scum, and Vigilantes. I'm your lead host today, uh, Stephen Garrett. Uh, Brett is off today as she lost her voice weeping over Din's unmasking. No, she's, she's, she's sick, uh, but she did weep over that. Um, she also wanted to let everybody know that uh, we wrapped our indie film roundtable, which is already up on all of our feeds. So please give it a listen uh, because it's a stellar episode with incredible filmmakers who are sweeping the independent film circuits this year and who are kind enough to give us their time. So do you make sure to like and subscribe for those things, please? And also for today's episode, too, if you indeed like, like it. Uh, it does help out our metrics quite a bit. So with that, I want to introduce... The uh, our guest host or my guest host today, uh, Noel Nicoletti, the incidental nerd, co-host of Wrestling Talk and Random Show live on Twitch, and uh, recordings can also be found on YouTube. He's also the co-host of Let's Taco About Wrestling podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So welcome, Noel, to first guest appearance on this Star Wars pod. Hey, Steven. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, how does it go? Long-time listener, first-time contributor? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and just to give some context, I've known Noel for, like, what, 25 well, years? <laughs> 26 years? 27 Something years? Something like that, yes. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, so we, we know each other well and have had many, many, many discussions about Star Wars over the years. So, uh, with the influx of star wars material canonized material over i don't know the last five years it's it's been quite uh we've had quite a few discussions at uh at the work table and various events and things so thank you for joining i'm happy to be here yeah so obviously there was a ton of star wars information that got dropped uh was that on thursday at like four o'clock it started i think where right. all of a sudden i was just like the hell the hell is all this stuff um i know there was like talk that they were going to release some information but i had no idea during the investors meeting they were going to drop like here are these like 10 million things we're doing with star wars um, right right i mean just a full-on 
and not just, I mean, not just Star Wars. I know this is specifically a Star Wars podcast, but just they just dropped. Oh, we're doing oh, this ten yeah. things for Marvel. Oh, yeah. We're doing this yeah. ten things for Star Star Wars. We're doing all this, you know, this other stuff for uh, Pixar. Uh, crazy. So right. like anybody who has a fandom of anything, like it just was like a, a, a just crazy information drop. Right. And as a callback, as we brought up, I think a Toy Story reference to last week's pod. We're getting an origin story of the care of the of Buzz Lightyear, voiced and played by Chris Evans, but it's it's he's the character that the toy is based on. It's some like real meta thing going on there. Of oh, like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there, yeah, it's 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 an it's you know we got the Willow show, Indiana Jones is being confirmed. Um, it's been it was a great day for nerds to rejoice over. And yeah, as you said, just the amount of Marvel stuff too that, I mean, this Spider-Man movie, Jesus Christ. I mean, was there information put out there or are we, are we getting a live action Spider-Verse? Like it's what it seemed, apparently it's going to tie, it's tying into the Doctor Strange movie or like things. So I'm assuming it's having to do with like the, what is it? The multiverse or whatever within. Right. Oh yeah. I mean. When I saw they're like, oh, and, you know, we're going to bring back Tobey Maguire and, you know, the guy who, who the guy who plays Daredevil on Netflix is going to be Daredevil. And I'm just like, and we're, they're bringing back uh, Alfred Molina as Doc, Doc, Doc Ock. I was like, what the hell? What and, is yeah, this? Fox is coming back yeah. as Electro. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, Very I mean, we could, we could have a whole pod probably just about, about that. Um, <laughs> we could. But let's talk Star Wars. So let's stay focused here. Yes. So for for this for this week, we're kind of going to divide and conquer on two things. So first, we'll start off with again a great, phenomenal, penultimate episode of season two, uh, The Believer, uh, which is chapter fifteen, uh, written and directed by Rick Famuyiwa, um, and he also co-wrote that with uh, John Favreau. So we'll start we'll start with that, and then we'll go into just kind of briefly, kind of give some thoughts on the just insane amount of information that dropped on Thursday. Certainly. Sounds good. So um, yeah, uh, my initial thoughts, and then we can go to cut to, you know, on this is I, it was, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, I was able to like get two watches in of it and doesn't, didn't have as many of a kind of like Easter eggy or like major canonizing things that we've gotten in the last few episodes, which which is fine. Um, it, was, it was by no means an interlude episode, but it kind of felt more what I thought last week episode was going to feel like. Um, it had mm-hmm. more of that um, kind of feeling. Uh, I will say that uh, our mutual friend and coworker, I think it was Michael Lizer, had said this, is, is this is the great way of, this is how we're going to Kevin Feige it and introduce, oh, Miggs is going to maybe be a part of Rangers of the New Republic. Um, in the same way that we had an Ahsoka episode to kind of maybe tie us into this Ahsoka uh, miniseries that's going to come out. So, yeah, I feel like that's not the last we're going to see of Bill Barr, Bill Burr, not Bill Barr. I hope that hope we don't see him anymore. Um, let's, no, let's, okay. yeah, let's, let's let him just recede back into his cave of, of, of hell where he where he came from. So, uh, yes, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like. I don't know if it was Disney's intention when when they started uh, Mandalorian to be like, we're going to do this series and 
and see how it goes. But it feels like now it is a launching point for, you know, we're you know, obviously we're getting Ahsoka, uh, um, supposedly a, a Boba Fett, maybe right. mini series or something like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. So I, I didn't even think that, that maybe Mayfield would be part of one of the other shows, but that's really a very interesting uh, uh, suggestion, uh, right. especially considering like how heavy this was really not a Mando episode. No, it wasn't. It was, it was a Mayfeld episode. Yeah. And, um, and but, it, but it was still excellent. It really yeah. was. And, and uh, just, uh, he has some really interesting thoughts, you know, the conversations that he and Mando have while they're driving that very <laughs> the juggernaut. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I caught that as well of just like the kind of philosophical discussions that they that, I mean, really Mayfeld is the one who's talking during that, yeah. and, and and Mando is pretty quiet, but it was really. I think illuminating to where the direction where we're going with Mandalorians as well. Just this idea that we're all the same, that, that, you know, no matter where you're from, we're all the same kind of thing. And I get that feeling that we're kind of seeing that with Boba Fett being and being the type of Mandalorian that he is to what Bo-Katan is that I just get this feeling that again, I'm really, I really pushing that season four is going to be all about Mandalore and, reclaiming man very cool um because there's just been a lot of a, there's just been a lot of you know kind of we're getting more and more kind of ideas of the philosophical aspects of you know what does it mean you know you're you're wearing this other mask you're wearing this trooper is it that you have to wear a mask to be a mandalorian to follow your creed like there's just i, I yeah you mentioned it that yeah. was a really enjoyable conversation because for for all intents and, and, and it was perfect for bill burr yeah. to be that guy because that's right. who he is you know he's right. kind of that ball busting guy and yep. he's sitting there like oh oh i thought you needed to keep your helmet on it could it be a, does it just mean you got to keep your face hidden what's right. going on here you know right well, where's the line um and and uh you could just like you could just sense mando just steaming under that helmet oh 100 yeah and that's something that we kind of thought bring bring back in uh Bill Burr for this he they're both Boba Fett and I mean even Fennec and Mando are so dry like they're not very like funny characters so having him come in to just be the like the crass kind of guy who's going to cut through that um, with comedic relief was was worked really well even from the and I guess in Dune as well Cara Dune being in that episode too really cutting through kind of their more deadpan uh yes. yeah delivery you, you of few, things you get a few laughs from boba fett and, yeah and mando but they're not intended laughs right right yeah like i was aiming for the other one yes <laughs> like like that's that's the kind of humor we get and and true to what i kind of i was i was hoping for is we didn't spend too much time in the like it wasn't a prison break episode it wasn't right. like we're going to the carthon shop fields to to like get you know, Bill Burr out so we can go to the Imperial Cruiser. Um, that was really kind of, I was glad to see that we yeah. weren't just repeating essentially the same episode we saw last season, which I know some folks were concerned about. Um, 
couple like Easter eggy things uh, just to kind of circle back here. I didn't really, I first, I thought that the prisoner droid was going to be some, was going to be like a K2SO model, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It looked like it from the bottom half. I'm not sure exactly which droid that was, but damn, that paint job for Boba Fett's uh, Beskar. He had the opportunity to get a fresh paint job on his, on his uh, armor. Well, if we've learned anything from Star Wars video games, there's workbenches everywhere. So uh, he, he must have had an opportunity to, uh, you know, put that fresh coat of coat of uh, paint. He's, just, he's got the airbrush and everything right on Slave 1. He just yeah. touches up after every battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Slave 1, we got like a ton of interior footage of Slave 1 in the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had a little bit of that in the prequels with because I believe that's the same ship that Jango Fett had that I Boba Fett so, took yeah. over. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot more um, how the like wings of the ship, like how that retru- how they spin out and how that affects the like cockpit. It was interesting to see that like motion in there. Yeah, it looked as that. though like, I don't know, was that the cockpit that they were sitting in or was or that the cargo hold? The cargo hold. Yeah, I think it maybe. definitely looks as though it, it, you know, it does something to like there. It, it doesn't appear like there. They there. There's like that anti gravity kind of thing that that they got going on on like on the Falcon, for instance. Right, right. Like they're it actually more practical. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was really cool uh, seeing that. Um, so Morak, which that planet that's new um, has not been hasn't been in even in any, any of the legends that I saw. There are things called Morax. They're like aliens called Morax, but they're not, it's not the planet Morak, which I'm assuming the aliens that then we see as like the pirate, I don't know, people trying to yeah, maybe. Those, are, those I've never seen. I've never yeah, seen I those can't, aliens. I'm assuming they're Morakians maybe, or Morakis <laughs> or something along those lines. Um, right. So that was new. Um, Rhydonium, uh that that took me a minute to kind of scratch my head on I don't I but I after, after kind of thinking about it and I did a little research that is referenced a few times in Clone Wars and in Rebels so right. but it's the first time we've got that in yeah just a very volatile uh, yeah uh, fuel like quack quaxium right that was the yeah same very very similar very similar which, which I don't know about you but that whole that whole like keeping the fuel like not going too fast that whole that whole section reminded me kind of a little bit of the the like train sequence in um uh solo sure yeah like, no no, like, no yeah definitely i could see where i i could see where you you would get that that feel um it was and it was a great great scene just to like give mando a chance to just like kind of kick some butt yeah. So, um, in retrospect, um, like, like he, he was, he was, he, he was taking out rebels, basically. Yeah, yeah, they were. It was, it was huge, and 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 killing them. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, they weren't, they weren't the bad guys. <laughs> no. Um, so you know, I, I mean, and we know, we already know, Mando. Like, I mean, he has a code and everything, but like right now, his his whole thing is he needs to retrieve. Grogu and, and right. that's that so um yep. you know it, he's gonna do what he has to do 
Right. Um, one of the interesting uh, things that I saw yesterday, and I don't know if, if you saw that, um, some of the, you know how there's the art at the end of the episode mm-hmm. during the credits. Yeah. Um, there was a, there's a one that featured a character that looked a lot like Poe Dameron. Oh, I got to like, take um, a look at that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I forget which uh, which website it was that I was what I was looking at. I meant to go back and and rewatch to check it out, but the image that was on the website was very, very, very pole like, and I was like, I'm like, was the intention initially for there to possibly not just be like these what seemed like native aliens, but perhaps like actual like some of some rebels? Mm. How old would Poe though be at that point? Because we're five years after, he'd be young. He'd be little. He'd be pretty young. Mm-hmm. He'd be pretty young. Yeah. It may have just looked like him. <laughs> looked like him. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll have. I definitely want to want to check that out. Um, yeah. I, all of that. All of the stuff that, with the fighting, fighting the 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 native natives essentially is kind of what it what it feels like rebels against this secret base on Morak um, was very cool, cool fight scenes. And one thing I'm, I'm like, this I think was very intentional. We get to see Din wielding a spear and kicking mm-hmm. a lot of ass and like, like using it like a melee weapon and hurling it. Cause I really do think that next week we're going to get a big showdown with the Beskar spear V dark saber moment it does I mean it's that. inevitable right yeah so now we are like oh yeah he can wield a spear so because that was one thing I was like was he trained on using a spear we don't we never see him use like melee weapons or anything like that otherwise um so except like a knife I think that he throws um that's about it so it was uh that was I I was cool along with I did like the comedic moment of the faulty imperial blaster not shooting was right yeah you know the running yeah, joke was, of was pretty good of well and and, and not just it not working but then him throwing, throwing it, it. And, yeah like, he just threw it at the guy's head like oh crap yeah that was no funny. uh and there was a, a drop about isb and and for folks who aren't familiar with what the isb is um so it's the base is being ran by the imperial security bureau which were really kind of like the kind of similar to like maybe like the FBI kind of they're an intelligence organization CIA in some cases often the last people you'd want to get in an entanglement with um Callus from Rebels Agent Callus was a member of ISB before he defected to the rebellion so um they're pretty nasty folks so and we certainly find out that the person who's running it is not is a very awful uh, creature being yeah yeah that was that was a, a really intense she's she's please that was it's great um yeah and we talked a little bit about the discussion that mayfeld and din had and one thing that stood out is there were like look if you're born on mandalore you believe one thing if you're born on alderaan you believe something else but guess what neither one of them exist anymore was mandalore blown up was well, it it wasn't blown up, but it was essentially it was destroyed. Though you know, was it just um, was it firebombed in Operation Cinder? 
I, I was, I took it in a very different way because um, I just looked at it from the standpoint of that, uh, you know, Darth Maul ends up on Mandalore. Right. Like, and, and so like all these different kind of sects or groups of, of, of Mandalorians are fighting one another. It's it, it, essentially the, it, the, everything gets destroyed. I don't know that the planet itself was destroyed, but everybody kind of dispersed. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I, I have a lot of questions on Mandalore and I'm really hoping they'll answer them because I, I found that comparison interesting um, yeah. during that discussion. So I think you're right. And I, and I wonder maybe it's devolved and the empire let it devolve into a Mad Max kind of like, maybe it's just like warlords running the planet and it's just, you know, very well could be because we, we're not, you know, the, the, the Mandalorians that we're seeing, don't seem to be you know they're not from mandalore they're just kind of scattered and, and right. all over the place right. i think the intention is uh bo katan is trying to get the the uh dark saber back so that she can get some semblance of you know that's a symbol of power for the mandalorians right. and right. If she can she can get that back maybe she can what's left of the mandalorians can come together i agree i i, I do think that and we don't really know much about this Rangers of the New Republic thing, and I could see maybe that involving Mandalorians like Boba Fett or something like that being a part of that organization. Sure, it's going to be really interesting to see how how all three of those shows end up intersecting, um, and I'm very very excited about that. Right? Uh, did you catch the Office Space? I, I did. <laughs> I did indeed. I turned to uh, my wife and I just started laughing. I'm like, did he just say TPS report? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, I, I immediately thought of you uh, at, at that moment of like, oh my God, that is that is too good that they slipped that in there. Um, yeah, and it was great because he's just totally, he's, he's bullshitting. Right. You know, <laughs> so he just randomly made something up. Uh, so I, that was, I, I, I found that pretty funny. We have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Come on, let's go fill out those TPS reports so we can go recharge the power coil. You're not dismissed. We kind of, I think from there, pretty much go into, we get a maskless uh, din for the second time. Which... Yeah, and, and holy crap, like how um powerful that particular his willingness like it goes back to like killing those those rebels when they were when they were running the fuel like right. he is he's willing to cross every line for grogu like yeah. like he's just like there's no no there's no other choice i'm just gonna do it right um, and that right. shows his commitment to the child yeah yeah and that that whole terminal moment of him having to make that down to the last like few seconds making those decisions that was a really effective you know then that calling attention to Hess and the other the other officers in there it was just it was a great it was a great moment like again this episode didn't have maybe like the revelations of like oh we're seeing Ahsoka or oh Boba Fett is going to be in here or, or, or oh right. Bo-Katan's going to be in here but it had a lot of like character had, I think had a lot of turning points for the care for character development for Din. Um, Certainly. Yeah. Um, definitely. And then also 
uh, you know, like we like like it said, it's that Mayfeld. Uh, it really was a Mayfeld episode, but right. like, oh my god, that... um, it brings like the in the next moments when when um was his, his superior officer. Oh my god, it was um, so from, good. From, from Project Cinder came came in and and thankfully thankfully he didn't recognize him. Which right. I'm, assu- I'm assuming, like, eh, how is he? He probably was wearing a helmet most of the time. So, right, right. He, you know, he doesn't, but he doesn't get recognized. But, but Mayfeld steps in and kind of saves Din's butt. You know, yep. like, because Din's just like, um, uh, yeah, like no reaction whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, then the scene where they they go and they sit down with this with this guy. And have been you know have a drink with them and you just see and like um you know not to take it down but um you know people with ptsd i know people with ptsd you can see like and bill burr who knew he had it in him i know like, right like because there that scene is you can just read the ptsd on his face and yeah. how like uh, we had I, it wasn't the laughable thing, but when he shot the this, the, yeah. the officer, uh, my wife and I kind of laughed about it because it was how did did not realize that's where that was going. Right. Yeah. That. I mean. Oh, I, it was a very cathartic uh, moment. Din Din doesn't possess a lot of social awareness skills of like reading these types of things. He's I think pretty much a pretty much his uh, personality growing up it seems like it was tailored towards killing people and following his warrior following the zealotist creed and that's like what it's he knows just, this is the way <laughs> right that yeah right for sure yeah that was i mean that moment where hess goes see boys everybody thinks they want freedom but what they really want is order and when they realize that they're gonna welcome us back with open arms i'm waiting for the reveal of of the the remnant coming out as the first order i think that's something Mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna see um but that was just so chilling um speaking of chilling he played joe chill in batman begins uh that was, ah. I was like trying to place his face because I've okay. seen Batman begin so many damn times. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's Joe Chill. So I didn't, it did, I didn't even, it didn't even trigger. And for, for me, I'm a huge Batman. I know you're I a mad, massive Batman. I didn't pull so. that. Like, yeah. uh, no, a good poll, good poll. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah, that whole, that whole sequence. And then the like moment where, Mayfeld's like you could put on the helmet and just kind of slip out and I'll I'll take the hit. And and Din's like, no, no, no. We're 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 going. We're gonna go out this, we're breaking out this window. Um, followed by the like awesome sniping by Dune and Fennec just like taking them out. And it, it, that that whole sequence was awesome. And then with having, I don't know about you, but when uh Boba Fett used the like sonic bombs I was like, oh, I mean, that goes so right cool. back to was that is that episode two or is that yeah. three? episode episode two, two. Oh. yeah um i, I was just Bad like movie. oh no, that's so cool 
That's so cool. Yeah, um, no. And, and then, um, uh, you know, Mayfield getting that last like, oh, I'm not, I'm not leaving without. Oh, using they, a cycler real rifle to blow yeah. up the base. That was. Yeah. Hand me that cycler rifle. Because we didn't get a, I mean, he certainly is, we got some like shooting action from him, but he mostly, mainly was driving the juggernaut for most of the episode. Right. But like, if we remember dialing back to the, that prisoner episode, like he's a sharpshooter. Yeah. Like that's his, that was his skill set. Like yep. he is a extraordinary. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's laughable. <laughs> right. Because, you know, stormtroopers are, are, are typically I know. Uh, uh, not very good shots. Right. Um, so, like, there was that tension in that episode in season one where uh, he could tell Mando was just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, an Imperial sharpshooter. <laughs> but he proved yep. he proved it. Yeah, well, Mayfeld, he's he's one of the best trigger men I've ever seen. Former Imperial sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. And really just kind of from there, you know, Mayf Mayfeld is... I don't know, probably going to go off to become Marshal of Morak because that's what every that seems to happen. Just you can become a Marshal and you can become a Marshal. Um, for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but talk about like that, that fantastic uh, hollow message to Moff Gideon at the end of like, like okay. very. All right. <laughs> it was a great message. But it, I, is, was it a misstep? It's a good That's question. That's my thing. Is I, 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 I said, why would he do that? Why would he be like, I'm coming for your ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I'd like to think that Moff Gideon would take the challenge because he just seems like a, a no, like he doesn't give any fucks. Like no, Moff Gideon is, yeah. Moff Gideon would welcome the challenge. Although he did look a little like, there was a little bit of a no shit on his face. I feel like, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, there was like, a, you know, after, after Grogu had been captured in the last, in the, in the last episode, you know, it leaves your wheels spinning in terms of exactly what Mando and Boba and Fennec were going to do. Right. And then, and then since the last bit of, of the episode was getting, uh, getting, um, Mayfeld like saying like oh we want to go get this guy is like oh well is he assembling a team um and so I think a lot of speculation was that this episode was going to be assembling team assembling. that team yeah getting the Avengers um, together yeah and and so to for it not to be I, I mean it was a great episode like you said it didn't really have it it, it just uh it wasn't it was unexpected it right. was very unexpected. Right. And then I appreciate that that Cara Dune's character was just like, you know, it's a damn shame that Mayfeld yeah. died in that, you know, in that like explosion. And, and let him yeah. know. But like 
Couldn't they, they have used, used him? him? And yeah, like wouldn't he have been really useful in in like raiding an Imperial cruiser? Like, wouldn't he be a very good asset, not just for his guns, but his knowledge of Imperial things? I think, I think. So, like, yeah. those were a couple things at the end of the episode where I'm just like, what's going on here? I mean, right. it was really cool that they let him go because he he did what they asked him to do. Right. You know? Um, right. and, and, and he went above and beyond. He clearly, he's not an Imperial any longer, you know, like he's done with that. Right. No. And I a hundred percent here's, here's a speculation I have and I, I'm thinking about it right now. So Soka has connections with, I'm assuming still with the new Republic via Sabine and all of them, right? Cara Dune is now an official marshal of the New Republic. Right. I think the ghost is going to show up in the next episode. That would be really cool. And that'll be a tie-in for the Ahsoka TV show. I would like, be think the ghost, really cool. and it's going to be like, and we maybe we'll get Captain Teva or Tiva. I think it's Teva, and I want to call him, I always want to call him Tiva, like the sandals, but uh, like a, it's like Blue Squadron going to show up like is there gonna be is she gonna pull in favors as a new republic person sure and are they and is i'm assuming maybe mando got the like calm frequency for ahsoka and is he gonna be like listen they took grogu and we're gonna get like the ghost well i mean that's an awesome thought and i'd love to see it um one of the things that i that i have in the back of my head is i think that I think that we're going to see Bo-Katan again. I hope so. Um, because, and, and, and I don't necessarily think like, I, 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 you know, and obviously this is all speculation, but like, I could really see like the group being in a, just like they're, they're on the ship and they're in a bind. They've essentially been captured. Right. And then Bo-Katan, not even knowing, like just she's after that dark she wants saber. that dark saber it's true yeah. you're right so like yeah. it could just be you know a kismet moment of like this just was meant to be um so that's one of the things that i kind of think that's been going around in my mind is i think maybe um she shows up yeah the only the and this could totally be a red herring i know sasha banks said she wasn't going to be on any more episodes this season sure but again like they lie about this shit all the time to be like, or, or she's just not in the episode, but right. the other other two are, or like right. I, you know, um, true, true, yeah, yeah. I, I hope I hope we get more more Sasha Banks, uh, and and again, maybe that's going to be as the as the Mandalorian kind of as we don't know what the next two seasons will entail, right? Um, but yeah, no, next week, let's. I, I'm still I'm still thinking that it's going to end the season's going to end on a cliffhanger, and I and I don't necessarily know that Grogu will be saved in the episode. That makes sense. And, I mean, and we'll have like, we'll have yeah. to wait till Christmas because did you hear? No, Mandalorian season three is not coming out till like late December. Oh no! Yeah. Well, I mean, when there is a pandemic, the shows coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no kidding. So. I don't know, do you have any other, before we go into the plethora of other shows, any other last thoughts for next week or this episode? 
I mean, I'm I'm super stoked to to see obviously what 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 goes down in in the next episode. Um, I'd like to see something longer than 38 minutes. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there's a lot of ground to cover, and and you know, um, they've they've really proven that they can cover a lot of ground in a short period of time. The mm-hmm. last episode in particular, uh, 33 minutes, and it was just there was so Ins- much jam packed into it. It insane. I still think that might might be my favorite episode of. It was it was a really great episode. Man, it was so, like I've and, watched and, that and, fight and, sequence with with uh, Boba Fett with the gaffy stick. That all yeah. that. Oh my god! But and, and then the amazing thing too is that Robert Rodriguez. Not to, I'm not to bring it back to other the last episode. No, no, please do. Covered that ground, but he's not a he's not a member of that core of directors. Like I don't no. know if you I, I don't know if you've watched any of the like the gallery stuff that yeah, yeah, yeah. typically goes afterwards. But um, you know Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Taika Waititi, um, some of their other names are are escaping me. But it it appears that they all are kind of not necessarily all of them at the same time always on set. But there are many of them on set at the same time, and it's one of them that's helming the episode. Right, right, right. So, so, and and I think that really plays into the way that you're having so many different directors, and there's still a great continuity with the sh- with the show. Right, and let's be clear i i would I would be I would be so stoked if Robert Rodriguez directed a Boba Fett movie. Like he's proven, wow, that, you like just, you just gave me chills. <laughs> he 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 can take that, like that. He's so good at at violence. Like his the way he frames yep, he is. violence yeah. is just phenomenal. But that like solo, like one person versus, you know, um um army like Machete or anything like that or El Mariachi sure. like El Mariachi. It's like. Boba Fett kind of is like that character and I'm and I I'm so yeah. glad that they were and they must have thought the same thing when like John Favreau was writing it of like we got to bring Robert Rodriguez in to direct <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no that's it, it, in 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 retrospect it's it's really a no-brainer um like I would have never thought of it but I know it was a stroke of genius yeah no it was it was great so well Let's dive into the, at least for the life, we won't go into, we won't do a full, full thing. I'm thinking that for folks listening, I want to maybe look at doing like a round table of some kind and, and Noel, you would totally be welcome back for that to happy to, happy to attend, uh, to just kind of, I think it would be a good opportunity to bring in a bunch of folks to just kind of like weigh in on all of this fantastic news. So um, let's start with the next big feature film. Um, which we were talking before we started recording, which is Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins. Um, for those not familiar with her work, uh, recently helming the Wonder Woman uh, films. Doing uh, an amazing job um, yeah. with the one that I've seen so far. And I'm really, really highly anticipating the the one coming out on Christmas. I just, I, I can't Me wait. too, me too. And, and that's a DC film. And I'm- I know, and usually it. they're, and usually the DC films are- Right. Right. yeah i think it's gonna be really good yeah it's in rogue squadron like i have so many fond memories of rogue squadron i think in large part due to playing like those video games as a kid mm. and then reading the like x-wing books okay um those were some of the first like eu 
books that I read, I think, were the gotcha. X Wing books. Like, I'm, like I had to, I, I had to go. Like I'm obviously familiar with Rogue Squadron, but I still like went into Wikipedia and was like, give, let me give me a refresher. And right. like then I was like, oh, that's that's Luke Squadron. Like pretty much, yeah. Um, like so, I'm I, it, like, uh, you know, to step in for your 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 co-host. Uh, for just a second here are we getting sebastian stan as luke oh i hope so i legitimately like it i don't know how you unless it's going to be like the new rogue squadron so is it we're going to have like old wedge like Mm -hmm. mentoring folks while he was before he left the military i'm I'm interested like where does this take place i don't know i we don't know yet it's 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 incredible with all of the the new Star Wars content, like how much you have to wrap your brain around the timeline. Like where where in the timeline is this taking place? So I'm gonna read the description that that Lucas Films put out for it. So the story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in boundary pushing high speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. Oh. So, future era. So, what are they considering future era? Are they considering future era, like, post-Rise of Skywalker era? Or is it post-Return of the Jedi? Is it going to be in this, like, Mandalorian time frame? Or is it going to be, like, very close to the new trilogy? I I don't know what they mean by future because yeah, we're also we're also doing High Republic stuff, which is two hundred years in the past. Right. So and, and and we know that Rogue Squadron gets its name from Rogue One. Right. Um. So we know at least it's post it that post Rogue One. Right. Um. But like, is it is it Rogue Squadron prior to? Because did Luke establish the Rogue Squadron or? did he become a part of it? It's this, see, all that X-Wing stuff is, is legends now. So I, they have kind of free reign to re reimagine that. I think. Well, in, in a new hope, is he, is he still, he's red rogue, rogue squadron in a new hope? No, he's that's but red. It squadron. Is in red, Empire, red, in correct. Empire, it is it's rogue. rogue squadron. Correct. So we at least know that it's gotta be, somewhere between you know it's after new hope right right unless rogue squadron which wouldn't make sense didn't participate in the battle of yavin but unless they were off on some other they couldn't get there fast enough or something like Mm. that um right yeah no that's that'll be uh, i'm i'm very much looking forward to top gun in space (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I'm not, I'm, I love all X-Wing, like, combat stuff. It's some of my favorite Starfighter piloting sequences, so more of that, absolutely. I'll take, yeah. I'll take any, any of that is good in my Yeah, book. and then, like, you know, they just take a break on, like, Tatooine and have a volleyball game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the next feature film 
that we know of is currently untitled and that's the film written and directed by Taika Waititi. So that's, that I'm really excited for. And in fact, I thought that was going to be the next film unbeknownst to this Rogue Squadron film. And so we really didn't get any information from Kathleen Kennedy during that thing outside of, I think she said, Taika's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected, and dot, 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 unique. His enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in for an unforgettable ride. Um, so, um, yeah, Taika Watiti has, has uh, come on as one of my absolute favorite directors. Yeah, no, and, and, and something that's just also kind of very much worth pointing out, I know, Star Wars got a lot of criticism of just not having a lot of representation within the like directing and executive roles. And, you know, here we have Rogue Squadron, we have a female directed film followed by, you know, a person of color, Amari descent with Taika Waititi directing the next feature film. Yeah. And then we have Deborah Chow directing or show, show running Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's see. been involved in Mandalorian. Right. And then Justin Simeon's doing Lando, um, this person of color. And then we have Leslie uh, Headland, who did Russian Doll, writing The Acolyte. Um, and then Diego Luna is the executive producer on Andor. So it's, it's, gotcha. they certainly have like brought in a lot more representation within, within the fold. Yeah. So the Taika film, I, I can't wait. So I think that puts this. Because the next movie is 2022. Isn't that, I think, when Rogue Squadron is tentatively launched for? And I think then they're doing two-year cycles. So I think that would be, is it 2024 or 25 for Taika's film? So wow. it's a while. It's a while. So we yeah. will see that. Um, but coming out a lot sooner is going to be the Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is, it's called Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I think for a while they were saying it was just going to be Kenobi, but right. the official title is Obi-Wan Kenobi featuring the incomparable return of Hayden Christensen. Beloved and hated <laughs> Poor Hayden Christensen. Poor Hayden. Of, of the prequel yeah. trilogy. Yeah, um, I, before, before we started chatting uh, um, on live here, uh, we were we're discussing him a little bit, and like I think there's all there's a huge amount of the Star Wars fan base that's waiting for him, like they want him to have uh, um, much in the way that Vader had his uh, revival, um, like like just to redeem himself uh, in the eyes of 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 the fandom. I agree, and I've been wanting I've been wanting an Anakin return of some point of some kind, and. I know I talked a little bit about last week, Ryan Johnson had flirted with having Anakin be the force ghost that showed up to Luke and not Yoda, which Yoda made yeah. more sense because he knew Yoda. Right. Um, but I'm hoping we're going to get some, maybe even flashbacks. I mean, certainly the character of Anakin has been redeemed in a lot of ways via the Clone Wars TV show. Sure. Where we, he's much more sympathetic character than he is in the prequels. So I'm, they mentioned something about a showdown so i'm wondering if we're gonna i don't know lightsaber combat changed a lot from a new hope to to where we are today i wonder if that's going to be the answer to the very very different style 
of lightsaber combat where maybe we're going to get another fight between Obi-Wan and Vader. But huh. but Vader also is like, I haven't felt that presence in a very long time. You know, like, so <laughs> I, I don't know. So it's I, I'm very curious to see what that's going to be. But and we still don't really know what the time frame is for that. No, we know we know it's we know it's in, in we know I think it's gonna Luke's gonna be like a little kid. Okay. Yeah, I mean so, I think that's I think that's something that that a lot of a lot of the fandom has been looking for is those like those those lost years of Obi-Wan where he's kind of looking over Luke and like right. what he what he's been doing while takes he's out, been taking care of him. Takes out Maul in an awesome like duel. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. But outside of that, that? I, think he's, I think he's fought Jabba, thugs. I think that's about it. That's about all we. It's about all we have of Obi Wan. Um, yeah. So it'll be good to get a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you almost, you almost, if that's the time frame, then it almost has to be flashbacks in which Anakin comes back because. You can't you can't place Vader on Tatooine. You just can't. No, you can't. You can't. Um, unless unless Obi Wan leaves leaves the planet at some point, but then yeah. you're then you're leaving Luke basically unprotected unless someone else is there to protect him. Right, unless Ahsoka shows up and she's like, "I'll watch the kid." <laughs> like, oh, that's where Ahsoka was. That's right. <laughs> that's why she wasn't in the original trilogy. Um, although I, that would be something that if George Lucas were still in, he'd be like, see, I CGI'd her in this one section. See, she's there. She's walking across that place over there. Um, <laughs> if you look very much right after, right after Boba Fett walks through that, the, the Boba Fett that we put in, that, that then, then you could see her right in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please don't, please don't get that started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still holding out for something with Mara Jade, and I don't know what that's going to be. I'm hoping she'll pop up in one of these one of these series. Um, which then we have a few new series announcements um, in between this, and when we'll talk a little bit about Andor. But official announcement of Ahsoka getting her own limited series, right? And then they don't say it's a limited series. The Rangers of the New Republic. Um, both being showrun by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And I think Dave Filoni is writing all of Ahsoka. So as, I, as well he as should. He should. I yeah, mean, yeah. Um, and I, this is like, we have this like awesome duo now, like, like Filoni and, and Favreau together are yeah. just producing some amazing content. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. I mean, it's like Filoni's the, is George Lucas. He's like the Lucas. He was like, Lucas was like, I dub the new Lucas. Uh, Actually, and... like, um, bringing it back to those gallery uh, episodes that they do, um, there was a round table on one of them where essentially that's what happened. Like, right, Filoni right. went in to talk to Lucas and they, and they discussed Star Wars and Star Wars theory and all everything. And he walked out of the room like, oh, well, that was cool, but I didn't get the job. And then Lucas's assistant came out and was like, he likes you. You're the guy. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> being that guy. I wish I was. I wish I was Dave Filoni. 
That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you you and millions of nerds around the world. I know, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So those two shows, I mean, I'm I'm super stoked. Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters, and I I don't want to get too much into like the speculation, but again, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers of the New Republic. I, I feel like that's going to be the Avengers. Like that's going to be like the team up, right? Where they're going to bring in, you know, Bo-Katan and we're going to have the, like this core group of people that we've gotten to know. That's, I don't know. That's my speculation. I mean, it'd be very cool. It'd be very, very cool. Um, so the next new series, which again, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that this was even happening. I, I know there's been a lot of talk of having new solo films and been a, a push to get to get since solo kind of got a short end of the stick with that. It really did. Um, but we're getting a Lando um, event of they're calling it a, an event series. I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, he's which we're assuming is going to be Donald Glover because I don't see it's unless Donald we're going to have old man Billy D like. I don't think Billy D's got it in him, uh, but maybe well, he does. I mean, you know, at the end of uh, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, he said, "Well, hey, let's go find out where you're from." Yeah, maybe <laughs> that'll be maybe that'll be it. I I don't know, uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's I'm I'm very excited, and if it's Donald Glover, I, I mean, I'm just uh, I love Donald Glover so much. I I really hope it's I hope it's Donald Glover. Yeah, and and he and he really did such a great job in Solo. Oh um, yeah, it was just I, I I figured he would because he's so, so super talented. But like these are iconic characters, so it's tough. It's I know. really tough, and I think that's why Solo got like like you said, kind of the short end of the stick. And because rewatching Solo, like um the the guy who actually plays Han, I, I forget his name, um. He did a really great job. Yeah, he did no. a fantastic job of capturing that character and like uh, the the swagger and all of that. And right. uh, Alden yeah, I, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, I I give him give him another movie. Like like I know it. Don't don't mess it up by by having you know like half of the film being made by one filmmaker and then right. and then bringing Ron Howard and you know like. Like that, I mean, how do you do that? But yeah, um, and they also should have just delayed the movie and released it in December rather than mm-hmm. having it come out where I think Last Jedi was still like in limited capacity in theaters. Huh. Like, because that movie ran in the theaters for so long and, and it, right. it just it just didn't get any marketing. I don't, because I remember at the time being just like the trailer came out so late and there was just not any buzz about it outside of the fact of like you had said that you know they once again had to bring in somebody to fix the movie right. um after rogue one and, and had a similar kind of incident so i don't know it seems like they've gotten it seems like they've gotten over that i sure hope so yeah and and, and it like if if they if they were to just stick to of the core of directors that they're currently working with exactly they can they can slide any of those into a feature film right or one of these series and right. they're gonna do a good job they're they're right. really good directors yep 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 no and yeah i'm i'm very excited to see what justin simeon does um for those unfamiliar he he was the showrunner and creator of dear white people was his mm-hmm. big thing 
and apparently he's a, he's a massive Star Wars fan. So it's, I feel like it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Lando's a fun character, so I don't yeah. know how it can't be a fun a fun yeah. show. I mean, he gets it on robots. It's like exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so couple more series which again like all of this information getting dumped at the same time um the acolyte which getting a dark side exploration so uh leslie headland so she did uh, russian doll so the acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high republic era so High Republic era, 200, about 200 years before Yavin, um, Battle of Yavin. So Yoda's still, the Jedi Order's still kicking. There's a right. whole bunch of books coming out about the, the about that time period. This is a new time period. We've never had any information, even in Legends, really, about that time period. Right. So there's speculation. Is this going to be a Darth Plagueis kind of thing, like the Sith? Because the, they've been the rule of two has been going on for quite some time. It's, this is too too late for Bane, but this this could very much be Pelagus. I don't know if it was Alex or Michael. So Alex, who was on a couple pods ago, and our coworker and friend Michael, who also we all work with, mentioned Night Sisters. And when they said that, when he, I was like, I think that's what it is. I think it's going to be about Night Sisters. I mean, that's. I mean, it would be that's that's content that people would, 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 would run to like anybody it's, that's, that, uh, um, is familiar with. And I think, I think that now, um, especially with, with Disney plus, like everything being right at the, right at your fingertips, like the, the clone wars and all of that, like all that content is right. Is right there. So people are going to it. So like even these characters that may not have gotten the attention that they initially, you know, deserved, they're getting right. it now. Right, right. And the Night Sisters are so cool. And yeah. there are Night Sister acolytes, but there are so also are Sith acolytes. But Sith acolytes were really that's that's like more old Republic era. You're talking, so, yeah, like like that would have been because Bane established the the rule of two after right. And that's After like a, basically destroying all of the, all of the Sith. Right. That's like a th- and that's like a thousand years BBY, I think, like or more than that. It's like around around that amount. So like, I I think a Night Sister acolyte, which that is a character type in a Star Wars video game. That's why mm-hmm. I'm pulling that. We people love the Night Sisters. We got a Night Sister very briefly as in the in the Magistrate in. Um, right. Mandalorian and they're they have kind of their own dark side leaning force powers and also rancors and I want to see Night Sisters riding rancors because that was in the EU it's one of the coolest things and I want more rancors so massive massive rancors that's what I want so if this show can deliver that uh, regardless I'm very excited about it yeah oh absolutely um so kind of the last two things we have here are which take place in the same roughly the same time period um we have andor which we've known about right which was the cassian series that they've been kind of they we've known that's been in the works in the same way that kenobi has been um and diego luna 
I didn't realize this. He, he is executive producing it. And so we've got Stellan Skarsgård, um, Adria Arjona, Fiona Shaw, Denise Gao, Kyle Soler, and Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma coming back. Um, so production is kicked off as of three weeks ago. So I'm reading this from um, from what they had put on the possibly the, the next website. series we're getting then. I would think so because it's already in production. So I and I and I think shortly probably followed by Obi Wan and then obviously Mandalorian season three too. Yeah. Um, but I think Bad Batches actually might hit first, um, which is the next show. Oh, oh, and Andor is created by Tony Gilroy. He I think was the kind of person who stepped in and fixed Rogue One, uh, uh-huh. who they brought in to like you know, hammer out, hammer out some of the problems there. But I do think that'll be, that's going to be a lot of, a lot of fun. I'm, I am, I'm, I'm disappointed because of the nature of, of Rogue One. We're not going to get Jin, which sucks. And I'd like to, I'd love to have more about her. And like, I'd love to have more about uh, uh, Saw Gerrera as well. I think all of that. Stuff that could be a whole nother series, I know. uh, with, with Sagarera. So we'll see, but I, I am excited. But Bad Batch just seems crazy. Um, there is a trailer for Bad Batch, and yeah, uh, I watched it just pre you had pointed it out, so I watched it just prior to starting to record. And um, oh gosh, I can't wait for that. Um, I, I so loved the Bad Batch in in uh this last season of Clone Wars. Yes. Uh, they were so much fun. Um, sure. and, and, yeah. and, it, and it left me wanting a lot more. So I'm glad that there's a series uh, yep. coming out. One thing uh, I would recommend folks, if you haven't watched the trailer, there is a person in there who suspiciously looks a lot like Fennec Shand. Um, and we could very much timeline wise, it would be, it would work out to get a young Fennec Shand. So I don't know. We'll probably we'll find out more about that. But just to read a little bit about the show. So the series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, as first introduced in Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. Uh, Members of the Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who are genetically or who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinary effective soldiers and a formidable crew in a post clone war era, they will take on a daring, uh, take on daring mercenary missions. So they, it seems that they've left. They're not a part of the empire as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. <laughs> so it should be uh, a lot of fun. Dave Filoni is, you know, spear in that animated series. So, right. Um, and, and I mean, and then you can end up with like a, like almost like a, I don't want to call it a monster of the week, but like a villain of the week kind of a thing. Sure. With, with that kind of description. Right. Um, and, and one of the things that I'm really loving about everything that's going on, especially obviously with Mandalorian is, is, is where we're getting the, the first exposure to this is just all the, like the, the questions that you've had for years within Star Wars yep. are like slowly you're getting a little bit of information here and there. Like, you know, I knew in my heart of hearts that Boba Fett was alive. I knew it. Right. Um, yeah. But now it is canon that he is alive. 
Um, and nothing made me more happy than making it canon that he is a Mandalorian. I know. So, um, I know. You know these these all the you know these series can you know they can fill those gaps and answer the questions that we've had. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And. I, yeah, exactly. And, and it seems like the kind of the last two things they have on here, um, uh, the next one being Visions, which is an animated short series that's going to be helmed by leading uh, Japanese anime studios. Huge fan of the Animatrix. If you haven't watched the Animatrix, watch the Animatrix if you if you like the Matrix, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't, I haven't. Uh, the, the the Matrix isn't isn't one of my like super crazy like love fandom. Sure, but, sure. But um, the something very similar was done with Batman uh, a few years. Um, it's probably been about a decade uh, ago now, where they just did some um like reimaginings and, mm. and things like that. Yeah, uh, helmed by helmed by different animators. So um, this should be really really fun as well. And, and it. It could be an opportunity, to, like you were saying, too, to maybe do a ten-minute short about a character that we, or a moment that we didn't, we don't know what happened. Right. I feel like it'd be a good opportunity to like have, like, oh, what happened with, you know, I don't know, whatever X Y Z character. Yeah, and, for sure. In a moment, so very, very excited. So, well, how did how did Maz come to have that lightsaber? I know. We never find out. <laughs> We kind of get a little bit of it in the collector, but that's about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, um, what happened to Luke's hand? There was a hand attached. <laughs> that I think they explained in one of the comics recently. Oh, did they? Because I know, yeah. I know, in Legends, that hand was used to make a Luke clone. clone right. The the like Luke, like with like five or <laughs> yeah. ten U's yes. in it. Yes. Um, yeah. No. Uh, it was in one of the, I can't remember which comic it was in, but it's definitely Darth Vader reclaims that. Uh, oh. At some point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so, I'm so bad. I'm so behind on the comics. There's just so many freaking comics. Yeah. That are, like so hard to keep up. I, um, I, I, I haven't even attempted it. Um, yeah. Just because it, it, it's just, it's overwhelming how much content there is. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing we have here is a droid story, which I still don't really know what that is. So it's the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore. Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team, uh, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop special Star Wars adventure for Disney Plus, a droid story. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. So... I don't really know. They don't give us a lot of information on that, but right. um, maybe it's going to be like that droid. Remember, was it droids, the animated uh, TV show from the 80s or 70s? Yeah, I mean, that's not even, like, I've never even watched that. Yeah, I think I've watched a few clips. It's it's pretty rough. Um, <laughs> it's it's um, e- Ewok movie rough, which still waiting for them to announce oh, bring a, those no bring, bring those, those to the disney plus i want yeah. those on disney i know plus. those were a part of my childhood me too <laughs> yeah um you know like a droid story like um uh if you write from another point of view i believe is the name of the uh-huh. book um like one of my favorite stories in that book is the r5 story 
So it's basically, you know, C-3PO, R2-D2, they're, they're on the, um, the Jawas, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the sand crawler. And R2 basically is telling these droids, all these droids, like that he's on a mission, you know, and like, he's got something to do. And you come to find out that the, the um, R5 unit, which Peli ends up with, right. um, you know, in Mandalorian, that the R5 unit actually malfunctioned on purpose. Right. So that R2 would be taken instead of him. Yeah. Um, and, and like, and it, it's one of my favorite stories from that book. Um, there's, a, so, there's another, a new book that just came out, right? Or is coming out. There did like a volume two. Oh, really? From another perspective. Yeah. I'll have to look into that because that's, yeah. I love that book because. Yeah, they're fun. It it's just, fun. It, it's another one where it's just, it's filling in these gaps and giving you like these little. Um, like anecdotes like, of. Yeah. That just like the behind them. the scenes characters yeah. that like you don't even think of and like their perspective where right. like, you know, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, we, uh, we chugged through a lot of stuff in an hour. Uh, that was that was quite a deep dive into a lot a lot of different things. Um, that was a lot of fun. So, any any uh, last closing things just for for the episode for for this week? You know, no, no closing thoughts other than like I, I really appreciate you having me on. It was oh a lot no, it's fun to, kind of fun. You know, um, uh, in in the in these days of COVID, you and I have not had an opportunity to talk Star Wars I know. in a very long time, and we could probably go on for a couple more hours. I agree. It's been going on. Agreed. So, um, it was it was great to to catch up with you. So I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and uh, absolutely, and. Again, just a, a shout out to Wrestling Talk and Randomness show. Um, is there any kind of like handle or anything they should look into if folks want to um, for wrestling? We are aficionados. Yeah, we're, we're WTAR for life on Twitch. Um, we're Wrestling Talk and Randomness on Facebook. I'm Incidental Nerd on Twitter. Um, my co-host is uh, Hank312 on Twitter or, or OG Hank 312 he changed it. Um so if you're interested in in all things wrestling uh you know give us a listen. We're yeah. there to be found. Awesome. And, and make sure to give them a, a, a like and subscribe as well. Please like and follow. Yes, please, please, please. <laughs> uh so yeah, so next week we'll be diving into and hopefully Brett will be feeling better and we'll dive into the final episode of the season and Will Grogu escape the custody of Moff Gideon? Uh, we'll have to find out on Friday. So, all right. Thanks again, Noel. And thanks for everyone who's listening today. And we'll talk to you next week.